morning and welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. I'm Nathan and joining me today is Craig. Hello. And Susie. Hello. Hi guys. I already said <laughs> hi. We don't have any email feedback today. We do have a notice board item. You'll all be surprised to hear that the Skeptics Conference is happening in December. Less than three months to go. It's not that long. It's not that long. We should um, hurry up and get everything sorted and organised. Mostly sorted. Mostly sorted. Uh, it's the 5th to the 7th of December. The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe are coming as guest stars. And George Schraub is coming with them. Or perhaps they're coming with George Schraub. I don't know. Yes. And Susie, do you want to tell us about a couple of the other speakers that we've got lined up? Uh, yeah. So um, who should we talk about? Let's talk about um, Nano Girl, Yay, Michelle Dickinson, um, world's smallest superhero. <laughs> uh, she is um, an, a scientist and engineer at the University of Auckland, um, and a very, very passionate science communicator. So um, she was also the source of a little bit of a uh, inappropriate banter with. Um, Paul Henry recently so she often does science stuff on you could see her on Paul Henry's show not hopefully that many people who listen to this will watch Paul Henry's show but anyway does he still um, have a show I thought he got fired and, and went to Australia or something oh, <laughs> he's back um, she also does some uh, science on Wednesdays on Breakfast TV on TV3 really uh, Breakfast TV yeah they have a science slot oh mm. fair enough um and right, uh, right next to the bit where they try and sell you honey pills <laughs> as a anyway and she um recently got invited to uh richard branson's island and she spent um a weekend kite surfing and doing various things with richard branson oh, and talking about God. science and sustainability and all sorts of really exciting things wow. and she tweeted a picture of herself and richard branson just going hi look where i am this is awesome wow um, and then basically the the all sorts of stories ran in the newspaper and she was doing her usual slot with um, Paul Henry and then he basically sort of said, so did you sleep with Richard Branson? <laughs> anyway, uh, so you might have seen that. Otherwise, uh, she uh, is basically an awesome lady who does lots of really cool science stuff. Um, and she's going to be coming um, and... Not only is she going to do a talk, which we're not quite sure what she's going to talk about yet, she's actually going to do some um, some science. Huh. So on the Friday night, science. after the quiz and stuff, we're going to have some science things. Cool. So I've no doubt she will bring some nanotechnology yes. to show people. Which we'll we'll be able to see it. <laughs> when, she says, when you say show people. Yes, because <laughs> um. she has things like... Uh, invisibility cloaks and <gasps> no. uh, you know so nanomaterials awesome. being used to change the properties of things and wow. so she will have some demos a real invisibility cloak a real invisibility that is cloak so cool. maybe we can put awesome. one of those in the goodie bag <laughs> <laughs> insert um, Harry Potter theme there come, come, yeah, come so to she, the Skeptics Conference and get your own free invisibility, invisibility cloak. cloak so she's pretty cool um, the other pretty person, cool yeah, she's pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. the other person who we'll talk about um, today is uh, Ben Albert who is one of our um skeptics in the pub regulars in Auckland um, he is a doctor a pediatrician um, currently doing a PhD at the University of Auckland um, and he is uh, interested uh, another PhD 
No, he no. no he's a medical doctor. They, ah, they don't. PhD. They might be called doctor, but they aren't actually. Oh, doctor. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry he's on. He's now doing a real. So now he's doing a. He's doing a, a, real he's doing a research doctoral, degree. Okay. Uh, so he will really be able to use the title doctor as opposed to the honorary thing which medics can use. Right. <laughs> uh, but, anyway, then don't come to Susie for medical advice. Exactly, because <laughs> I'm a real doctor, not a medical doctor. Right. Um, so he uh, he's going to be giving us a talk about some of his research on um, on uh, supplements and omega threes, and do they really do what they say they're going to do and stuff? Should be really interesting, and I'm going to say no more. Are we allowed to put our money down before the uh, talk <laughs> as to which way? Uh, okay. He's just got some really, really interesting stuff that he's been doing. So. Okay, so there's yeah. loads more interesting speakers coming. Yeah, we've got you lots, go of, we've and... lots of great um, local speakers. It's going to be brilliant. And if, as well as the SGU. So you yeah. can go and check out the website, which is conference.skeptics.org.nz, mm-hmm. or wait till next month and we'll tell you about another couple yeah, of speakers. Couple. Uh, and of course, you go to the website to register, which would be a good idea. You don't have to pay at the same time as you register, although I'm sure Craig would you probably prefer that. You don't have to, but that. I think you should now. Uh, yeah, it's getting a bit late as well. Go, yes. So people who haven't paid up should actually now be thinking about paying so, up. So moving along to the next item in our <laughs> list of things to talk about. Oh, um, sorry, I wasn't talking about anybody in particular. No, I can tell. Uh, Craig, you want to tell us about internet telepathy? Well, yes. So um, apparently... Uh, Scientists have managed to send a telepathic message over the internet. Okay, I'm so, sceptical. Well, well, you shouldn't be because this actually happened. Really? So it depends, I guess, how you define telepathy. But um, so, so what they did was that they hooked up a device um, to one person's uh, head that basically read their, read their brain state. Right. And they got them to think about um, saying hello or ciao. And then they sent this over the internet. They sent some signal over the internet to uh, somebody in another country that basically, without attaching to their brain, basically sent some signals into their brain that that person recognised as some flashes of light at the exact time when the person was saying hello. From India to France. Via robot to the receiver. What the hell does that mean? So non so so, flat, so so it was translated into flashes of light. Yes, and that person was supposed to interpret that. Well, so I guess they were thinking that uh, for this to be really telepathy, then obviously the the receiver has to understand the message that was sent. So that makes sense. Um, somebody thinking hello is not going to be interpreted as flashes of light in a real. Telep- uh, telepathic message surely no you would hope that at the other end it would actually come out as hello that would be helpful yes but that's not what they're saying here no no okay so, right so it can hardly be considered a telepathic message <coughs> so that was what i said in the first place exactly right yes. so i was right basically is the main takeaway from this so article. i don't think this could ever work because i translated into binary code yeah okay so, so you're trying to basically read well, interpret that if you knew binary well, no, 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 no. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to read somebody's brain state and then make the rece- receiving person's brain state match the state of the person who is sending the message and somehow have that receiving person's brain state interpret that as the appropriate message. Right. But, of course, all of our brains are wired differently. differently. And yeah. so 
there may be um, the major areas of the brain where they know what different things happen, but in terms of actually sending a message using this technology, that'll never happen. Uh, I'm very disappointed, to be honest. Well, so Um, if you're interested in actually reading the paper, um, it's open access in PLOS One. Nice. So you can, it's a little bit jargony, but you can... um, But surely um, they didn't think it was... um, Telepathy. Again, he's probably hit no, on, well, hit telepathy is never mentioned. No. no. Oh, okay. They what do a surprise. call it mind-to-mind transmission. I wouldn't even go that far. I, I feel like if this was properly tele- technology-aided telepathy, you would have electrodes in one brain and electrodes in another brain. This person but would even think then, something or imagine a picture, and then the other brain would receive that picture or that but, message. But how would that ever work? Well, know. the other thing about this is it was non-invasive. Right. So yes. there were no electric electrodes in people's brains. Okay. Well, That's however they choose to do it. Sure. Okay. Eventually, it'll be a, it'll be a helmet or a, a stick-on patch. Yeah. That's that's basically what they're wearing helmets. Yeah. But they also then put um they had to have they had earplugs and masks on to stop them from getting any sort of stimulation from other places. Mm. But how could it ever work? Well, halfway some something would have to translate it. I mean, you 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 can um. You can take information from someone's brain and by having them think the same thing over and over and over again, the computer can tell that they're thinking, for example, push the rock forward. Sure. But right? it's very, so very... So then that computer knows if it sends the same signal back to that brain, that person will be yes, thinking about pushing the rock forward. you could never send that signal into somebody else's brain and you have could, it have the same effect. You could if that computer talked to a computer at the other end... That no, but knew what but that person right, right, thought right. about. Right, okay. So there would have to be so this technology, technology layer that knew how the the receiving person's brain worked. Yes, uh, their particular mappings of their connections of their neurons and all that sort exactly. of stuff that would yeah. go and cause them to have that yeah. reaction. Yeah. So it's not yeah. it's not technically impossible to do. It just requires that each person has a translator. Yeah. A computer that will translate the message. Yeah. So the computer knows what an image of a tree looks like to that person and sends the appropriate signal. Yes, I guess. Why would you ever want to do that? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Other than the fact that it would be really cool to do as, yeah. a, as a proof of concept. But I can't right. imagine wanting to be connected well, to a whole bunch of other people. And I don't even like talking link, to people. Jeez. I'll put the link to the, to the actual paper so that you okay. can read it if anybody's interested. You can read it. So there'll be a link to that on our webpage. And we'll look at the next thing, which is... Ah, ah, there's new links appearing on the agenda. Um, no one's name is next to this article. Do we want to do the well, newly described animals? Well, I thought you were going to tell us about it, Nathan. <laughs> Come on, Nathan. <laughs> All right, I'll talk about it and I'll take it out if it turns out to be dull. Um, so there's a new type of animal that's been discovered that doesn't fit into any known phylum. And I'm just looking for the article, which I did. The phylum is below kingdom. Yes, it is. And above class. Good. <laughs> I'm glad someone knows that. Ah. Well, I can tell because I'm looking at the diagram that shows the hierarchy of, right. of life. Life is at the very top, species is at the very bottom. So they look like ah, right. uh, mushrooms. They do. They were discovered off the coast of Australia in the 80s. Yes, 1986 or something. Yeah. And they've basically been obviously in storage ever since and again it's another plus one paper we love it's, plus one it's we probably do. just as well somebody didn't fry them up 
Yeah, particularly as they're not mushrooms, and so they could be anything. They could have had a uh, magic There's a effect. lot of long words in this article. I don't know how I can That's interpret a... this in a sensible but yes, way. But so this could it be... kind of looks like a mushroom, but it's not a jellyfish, and it's not a jelly. It's not a jelly. And a comb um, jelly is the other one I said. Or a comb jelly. It like resembles fossils of some very ancient fauna. Um, so basically, it could be a new phylum. Oh, this phyla. is sad. They were fixed in formaldehyde and stored in ethanol, so not suitable for molecular uh. analysis. Hmm. Never been able to find any more. Wow. Maybe they killed the last ones. <laughs> anyway, not. there's some pretty pictures of them. Um, and they look a bit freaky, actually, to be honest. Freaky? They look like mushrooms. Mushrooms aren't freaky. Oh, well, I don't like mushrooms. Yeah. So. Like well, the potential of anything being a vegetable is scary to Nathan. Yeah. Well, you mushrooms, probably, vegetables. You probably look well, freaky you know. to a mushroom. You what? You probably look freaky to a mushroom. I probably do. Yes. Freaky, but it's not a vegetable, no, because it's a fungus. Right, it's a fungus. Apologies. <sighs> so there you go. So phylum is the fourth layer down on the on the classification system, or well, after life, which is not a, I suppose. Okay. Well, there are things Fine. that aren't alive. Yes. Yes. Classifying things. I've never seen it um, categorized like that. No. So it's domain, kingdom, and then phyla. Phylum. Mm. I love uh. it. There's a where they. Um, talk about new genus so they give it a di uh, they basically say under entomology the species has been and still is a great enigma nice there we go are they calling it that because they should call it that <laughs> so there you go that's a new phylum if you really want to know you can click on the article and if there's a link there to the plus one um information there well they really know? should go and search out some more of these shouldn't they yeah well apparently they haven't been able to find any hmm. um they were dredging apparently um were collected in 1986 on the australian continental slope off the eastern base strait and tasmania and yep. they were sorted and they were recognized as unique then apparently yep well you wouldn't expect too much to have changed since 1986 but well, things go extinct. Yes, I guess so. It's guess not so. always our fault. Just saying. The JREF has. I was going to say fired. Um, Past company. DJ Grothy is no longer the president of the James Randi Educational For um, Foundation. Um, he was the president. Uh, the James Randi Educational Foundation, if you haven't heard of it, is. It's a foundation that was set up by James Randi, who is a well-known skeptic. If you haven't heard of James Randi, what are you doing listening? You to really podcast? shouldn't be calling yourself a skeptic because no. Um, but if you haven't heard of him, you probably should have. So you should probably go and look him up and um, have a look at what the forum does. Uh, the foundation does. DJ Grothy was the president, and he is no longer. There is a <coughs> press statement by the uh, JREF. Um, shall I read that out? I shall read it out. Announcement. In order to achieve cost savings and greater efficiency, the Los Angeles office of the JREF has closed, effective September the 1st, 2014. All operations have been moved to Falls Church, Virginia. DJ Grothy is no longer with the JREF. James Randi has taken over as acting president. 
And what they're saying is the restructuring is part of an enhanced educational agenda aimed at inspiring an investigative spirit in a new generation of critical thinkers by engaging children and their parents as well as educators and the general public in how to think about the many extraordinary claims we hear every day. Which is an interesting statement and doesn't necessarily <coughs> cover all of the possible reasons that DJ Grothy may have left the JRF. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of um, a lot of rumor going around about uh, DJ Grothy and um... rumor and testimony. Yes. Put that down because um, some of the claims that have been made seem plausible, and there's. Um, tempting to say as a skeptic that lots of anecdotal evidence doesn't make evidence but in some cases possibly it does um anyway uh if you want to read the uh there's a blog post i'll put a link shall i put a link people want to read sure. the blog post uh and you can read all about the different claims and what people are saying um and there's some there is some actual evidence as well in terms of um tweets and emails and things like that hmm. apparently their um their revenue has been falling over the past few years quite significantly um, the j so it's, a good, it's a good reason to um <laughs> to close down an office yes but yeah um, i don't want to i don't mean in a in a pejorative way but the j ref is almost becoming a bit redundant what do you guys reckon oh, it used to be really big back in the day it was the James Randi Educational Foundation, and that was it. That was the sceptical organisation. It was that, CSI, used to be PSYCOP, and, and there wasn't really much other than that. Nowadays, there's loads of people being sceptical, and they're sort of all doing it on their own. And there's yeah. sort of less less need for the James Randi Educational Foundation, per se. I don't know. I mean, they're so... Yeah... I mean the the James Re the JREF forums, for example. I used to go on there all the time. It's basically how I learned about skepticism and how I um, how I converted, deconverted. But they do <coughs> they do other stuff, right? Um, yes, I'm sure they do. Um, I guess what I'm what I'm getting is you don't really hear much from them these days. I don't spend a lot of time on the James Randi on the forums. Maybe that's why you don't hear from them. Yes. <laughs> All right, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are still. Yeah. Uh, but I think possibly what they're doing and what they need to do is consolidate and focus a bit more on. Yeah. Well, things change over time, and, and and I'm not like I say. Well, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's yeah. just that um, now there's loads of people doing things. And yeah. And different organisations get set up and come to the fore. For... Yeah. Yeah, but I guess there's room for everybody because there's lots of different things that 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 need doing and so if sure. the you know if one of the things the JRF have done is the sort of resources for teachers and stuff yeah. that's something that other that, you know lots of other skeptical organizations aren't doing yeah hmm. right? um and they do have money because they do have hmm. subscriptions and stuff that people hmm. people join the foundation obviously so yeah. they have money which not a lot of not a lot of uh, other skeptical groups necessarily have i guess um, my and perception of course they do the one million dollar challenge yes which is still yeah well that's still, still obviously very still important going. I guess really that their focus tends to be on sort of tr traditional areas of skepticism that um, things like uh, Bigfoot and psychics and yeah um, that sort of stuff. Whereas maybe the focus of skepticism has now broadened a bit and um, it's more leading into sort of social issues and hmm. science and and atheism and and 
women's rights and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So which is probably a, which is a bigger issue. Okay. I don't know if we've got time to talk about today, but yeah, some people would call that scope creep. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a term. It's apparently it's a term. It's a valid. It's an actual um, term that people use. Scope creep, as in you become more interested in other things. Yeah, basically, uh, well, you well, set up a uh, set up an organisation. Well, scope creep is a very well recognised term in the IT industry when there you, you talk about implementing a project and you um, yeah. want to expand. And the suddenly scope. you Something decide you need to do this, and you yes. need to do this as well, and this as well. Oh, it is generally considered harmful. Yes, generally means which is what people mean finished. when they when they use the term. Um, but I, I think if I mean to to, <clears throat> to not go into it in any great depth, I think if you want to do skepticism and skepticism to you means this, then you do it that way. Mm. Yeah. As long as your basic your basic thing is that you know you're being skeptical. I think, but I guess one of the problems with the JREF and the and I guess the reason why DJ is is no longer has been the has just been the complete shitstorm that is that has happened with all the sort of yeah women and stuff and the sexual frankly, harassment what, and yeah, sexism and the yeah and yeah. what problem skepticism needs to do is get its house in order yeah we don't need those sorts of people no, leading organizations no. that but also sure you know the, the whole thing needs to be more, more diverse i mean everything needs to be more diverse and people's people's you know people of, would that be diversity creep <laughs> yeah. so the first thing. the first place my mind went to is does everything need to be more diverse well i'm trying to think now of an example of something that wouldn't need to be more diverse like maybe the kkk <laughs> does the kkk need to be more diverse <laughs> well then presumably there wouldn't be the kkk <laughs> right. anymore anyway um, so yes you're but, right you know your, that, your so diet that's... needs to be more diverse Nathan. <laughs> no my diet's just fine actually these new funky creatures yeah. <laughs> so you're saying not just kfc i should have kfc and burger king maybe <laughs> Maybe Carl's, some Carl's Jr. every right. now and then, just okay. to, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's one of the reasons why JRF has struggled. I think is because they're losing a lot of audience because people are getting all certain. Mm. Yeah, How, I mean, this is the they've, they've become the tainted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people and stop financially that... supporting them when they're when they're not tidying mm. up, doing the housekeeping, mm. getting rid of the people. That and are, it and yeah. it is a shame because I mean. James Randi's getting on. I'm sure he doesn't want to depart this world with um, mm. leaving behind a, a foundation that was tainted. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but it, it's just something that keeps cropping up. This kind of um, this this magical number, it seems, of sort of between a third and a quarter. That you know, women. If we just take gender as an example, women who make up half of the population are basically, you know, disproportionate proportionately um, recognized in all sorts of stuff and mm. this magic number seems to be about a third or a quarter so when you see you know posters of things it will usually have either a third of them or a quarter of the people and there will be women and stuff and it's just weird for something that you know mm. it, it's weird for something that is you know you've you've lost half so such a big portion of your audience by excluding them yeah um and then filled it with people who are quite, quite frankly rather awful in my opinion yes well that's, so that's that's sort of i think if you start start there and say well let's get rid of the people that are driving away the people we're mm. trying to attract mm. and then let's talk about the policies of things and make sure they're inclusive and everyone's getting a fair go yeah um and it's not just women yeah yes. that. so actually this leads so our conference 
how many of our speakers are women? Um, I'm pretty sure that. I mean, I have this in my mind, About so I'm always I'm always aiming for <laughs> half. <laughs> I can't remember what I what I've managed to achieve. I'll have to look it all up. Um, but actually, so leading on from this, let's do a couple of segues that you're not expecting. Whoa! So- whoa, 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 whoa! Let's calm down here. Who's in charge of this podcast again? Well, is that is that by definition what a segue is? <laughs> so I wanted to. Here? I'm just trying to find it now. Um, a little thing that I saw about. Um, I'm predicting the agenda is going to change again. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm trying to find it. So it, it's basically about the fact that um, uh, a healthcare research is skewed towards men or towards males, and it was a finding that was done of uh, a, like a survey that was done of papers looking at the gender of the or the sex of the like animals that were used or cells cell you know where cells came from and stuff and the right. the vast majority of this work is done on males so like if it was animals it was male animals or that kind of stuff um and this is sort of wow, interesting that's weird. yeah well it, for me it was interesting and the kind of wow you use males because actually male mice and rats are horrid because they basically fight each other so they're quite they can be quite aggressive and it can be very difficult is there um, some sort of um, physiological reason for well, using males more often? So I don't know, um, and I can't find the. I'm, I'm are they, are they less the actual... complex or something? Maybe. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> 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 certainly, in infectious diseases research, it is known that there are differences between how males and female animals respond to infection, um, and there's all. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why that could be from well, uh, hormone kind of, differences. Kind of a reason to use both, isn't it? Yes. So you use one for yes. one study and, and the other for the for another study. Yeah. Or you'd be comparing them together somehow. Yeah. But it all costs money if you have to kind of... I mean, one of the things that we're trying to do in science is to, you know, make make it so that you're only changing one variable at a time. And often, like, the sex of the animal is not the the variable you're trying to change. You're trying to look at something else. And so they've just done the survey. um, And so they said that 22% of publications didn't state the sex of the animal. And then those that did, 80% used male animals, 17% used females, and 3% used both. Um, and and so this is kind of this is interesting but also it shows so again my first thought there would be using both is probably not a good idea otherwise more people would be doing it well maybe it's just harder it's just harder and and costs more money you you double the cost then of everything you do right because you You have have to to do it all again in order to use both in your study right yeah and you you just have to do the studies twice as many times if you wanted to look at sex yeah. as well okay. but it brings me on to another interesting thing which is about about the way we do experiments and the sort of populations that we use how they're skewed to um uh to certain countries i guess and certain um um groups okay mm. yeah, and so yeah, yeah. a really good example of this is a recent uh blog post by a woman who has uh, been diagnosed with um, HPV infection. Uh, yes, so she has cervical cancer caused by HPV, but she had the Gardasil vaccine. Right. Now, we know that the Gardasil vaccine is only um, designed for a certain number of types of HPV virus. So the virus, there are lots of different subtypes, and the vaccine doesn't cover all of them. Right. That What they've done, so it's a bit like flu vaccine, right? You pick the ones who are most representative of the population you're trying to protect. Sure. 
But studies are now looking at what the at the population, and basically what they've been designed for is is the is the HPV types that infect white women. Right. And it yeah. turns out that black women have very different HPV types, and they are not included in the Gardasil vaccine. Wow. And is that because because women, these black women, actually a certain HPV virus is more preferential well, to them? So, or so, it... It's, so it could, I, I don't think that's been looked at, and there are lots of reasons it could be. So it could just be that if, uh, if populations are actually, you know, quite... Um, staying quite separate so what white women and white men are having sex with each other and black women and black men are having sex right. with each other it could be that different subtypes are just circulating yeah, purely right. by chance as to where they they got started in the first yeah, place right? right it could be that there are differences in the, the differences between men and right. you know between white right. women and, and and black women and that this may mean there are some differences that's driven the yeah. kinds of HPV yeah. subtypes. So again, it's really kind of complicated. It could be all sorts of reasons. Mm. But it's really fascinating that the that the vaccine was made for for a particular with a particular group in mind and it turns out not to be effective for other groups. Mm. And there's no understanding that this might be the case until these yeah. women who are given the vaccine actually now are not being protected and yeah. so they start looking at well why the hell are they not being protected and they look at the viruses they've got and they go oh shit yeah. i'm presuming that what's... that people that women who actually get the vaccine are likely to be in a sort of a higher socioeconomic group well it depends right because so if we think about it here um you know if, if it's now being introduced in schools hmm. and and it becomes a sort of universal thing Mm. then has anything been done to look to look at you know our different popular so our yeah. so, girls in decile one schools ha, do they have different hpv types than decile 10 schools yeah and you know there is a difference between mm. the representation of things like Mario and pacific islanders mm. it, between decile one schools and decile 10 schools yeah. that's just the yeah. way that that we know that yeah yeah right or maybe maybe it's that because the HPV vaccine is controversial, that in places like in the States where they're typically more conservative, then maybe the vaccination rates are lower. And maybe uh, in more conservative places, there is less intermingling of races, perhaps. Well, yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's just the whole... Um... So what you're kind of talking about is the sort of inherent sexism, uh, not sexism, inherent... Well, there's both sexes, um, but there's so bias, yeah. Bias. So both. So, so sometimes it's about gender, are white. but others it's but and other times it's about ethnicity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, so for example, if you're a black woman, then you are like way down on the pecking order compared mm. to you know. I mean, basically, white man trumps everybody. Yeah. You know, and then and then you have kind of you know, depending on what you are, and basically a. A black woman or a Latino woman, I think, are the ones that yeah. are like like the worst. And then I guess if she's a lesbian, then even mm. you know, so it's and an atheist. And oh well, then you know, atheists. Well, are there are there are there HPV viruses that infect <laughs> atheists more than? No, no, this, this is an issue that needs to be addressed right now. <laughs> but this is what I mean about about understanding diversity and that it's important. Is that if, actually if we are, um, ex, you know, if 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 something like you know the gender of the animals we use you know is is just at that very basic level like not even considered yeah then you can kind of see how it per, um, permeates everything <clears throat>
Am yeah. I making sense? I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. always make sense. I know what you mean. Do I? I know what you mean. <laughs> no, you don't always. Make it was sense. it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a segue. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. um, yeah. it's. So what we talk about is the is the inherent bias. So you've you've got predominantly white people researching the I mean, issues you, and, and doing and, the science. And so, for example, and so they think, well, this is the sort of vaccine we need to make, mm-hmm. and they don't even realise that there's a okay, whole. Okay, so sum- I'm going to make an even more uh, an even more controversial statement. Okay. Which is that actually, if we even look at who is deciding where funds for research go, it is mostly old white men. Yeah, yeah. I don't and think that's particularly controversial. No, well, that's not. <laughs> but but so that w- and actually, I was reading a post today um, that that just the just the way you know you can't do anything exciting or that might not work anymore. It's just not going to get funding. And yeah. the example they used was um, the the uh, development of the World Wide Web. So. The apparently the you know I mean that was that was a completely crazy idea at the time. It's like we could do this, and apparently handwritten on the application that um, Tim Berners Lee, Lee yeah. wrote, it kind of said vague but potentially exciting. Hmm. Like if that went to a granting committee now, the the fact that it said vague would be like throw that out the window, right? Right. So it's all about you know who who decides where the money goes. What their biases are that they don't under, that they don't are even completely unaware of, and the and the downstream consequences this has mm. on things. That so, for example, so if that had been rejected, woman, it might have actually been Al Gore who invented the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but the, the you diversity that... is important at all levels. Yes. So not just yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the James Randi Foundation, but everywhere we should be having these. We should all be thinking about yes. um, about who is included and who is not included. And Absolutely. what this might mean, you know, for things like what research we do and whether we're coming up with vaccines that protect everybody who needs protecting. Or, yeah. you know, and whether the same amount of money should be going into, well, okay, so if this is what one population has and this is what another one population has, then we need to develop both of them, not yes. just exclude yeah. one. Hmm. Or have a Am single, I making sense now? Vac- it feels like there's a, it feels uh, like there's a big overarching... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, or have yeah. a vaccine that protects everybody. And But sometimes that's very, very hard. Okay. The important point. You just is go not out to... and invent one, Nathan. I will. <laughs> I mean, I'll apparently there isn't. There is a new HPV vaccine that is being developed that has more types. I was going to say yeah, um, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah. So yeah you get but spectrum. sometimes you get that's your, not possible. Your MMR vaccine has three things in it. Yeah. So you get an HPV vaccine that has multiple types of HPV. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe I it... maybe you couldn't. That's just what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. We just need the vaccines, the, the nanobots that but, go out and figure true. out what. This, but but this. but at the fundamental, but the fundamental bit of this is that understanding, or the, the, just this 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 knowledge that maybe not every population is the same, yeah. and that you actually have to go and do the fundamental. So are these populations different? Do yep. people yeah. who are you know Latino or Maori Pacific, you know, do they all have different kinds of yeah. Uh, uh, you know, of yeah. microbes, or do they have, yeah. you know, and they need different and vaccines, that they need medical, yeah. different medical treatment, right. and they have different things that need to be addressed. It's a form of personalized medicine, but not mm. to the person, but more to the well, ethnic group yeah, or ethnic group, if that's appropriate. Genetic, yeah. Instead of just, well, we're only going to, I mean, it's the same with the psychology experiments, right? Is it the psychology experiments? Yes, I was, was going to talk that about that. Of, that. The, 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 basically, it turns out that, that white college. Yeah. American students are, are basically really different to everybody else. The yeah, studies yeah. have been done in every other country. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's just a kind of I the, guess, te- the tendency to to mostly do psychological research in the Western mm. world, and they forget yeah. that. Well, hang on, maybe people that live in the Amazon yeah, don't different. react to things the same yeah. way we do. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, I think we're done. You talked about innovation <laughs> and how there's not much exciting science being done, but DARPA, I believe, was behind the internet. And DARPA is currently working. I mean, they work on well, completely they, ridiculous they stuff. Pretty, they initiated some of the enabling technologies. Yeah, but they didn't. They were involved. They, they didn't. Least. They didn't invent the World Wide Web itself. No. Okay. The World Wide Web is a layer on top of. So apparently, Ethernet. it was an application and he made to CERN, saying, "This yeah. is what I need." And so sure. They gave yeah. Resources okay. To do it. I was just trying to segue into the next news item, okay. which is Sorry. about DARPA. Apologies. All right. Um, <laughs> well, go, go do DARPA because they're awesome. <laughs> Um, Does that help? So DARPA is, Craig, the, the Defence Advanced Research Projects Agency. That's the one. And they've invented... Now, we were talking before about telepathy, and I was thinking about, talking about sticking stuff in your brain. And this is what I was talking about. So DARPA has developed these tiny implants. Um, so you're all familiar with the idea of, of an implant to do something, a, a pacemaker or those cochlear implants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're huge, right? absolutely huge so what DARPA has said is what if we could make a tiny 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 little implant electrics they're calling it they want to miniaturize the neuromodulation implants so that they're the same size as a nerve fiber so they can be implanted with minimally invasive procedure with a needle and they can be attached to a specific nerve fiber so the idea is of course that this implant could detect the electrical signal that's being sent and if that electrical signal is off for some reason mm-hmm. it can correct it so you've got things like um als and to read out the list but here isn't that being cured by the ice bucket challenge <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that oh poor DARPA, and they've put all this money into actually <laughs> developing a technology they should have just got just on social media and covered the ice bucket challenge yes i saw some articles about that today. anyway sorry to derail you ugh so the things that they're talking about are uh, cochlear implants and deep brain stimulation. So this seems to be something that they're talking about separately to the cochlear implants. Anyway, yeah, yeah, but it's all so, specific tech to solve a specific problem. Yes, exactly. But so the idea of a deep brain implant, a deep brain stimulation, sorry, is um, which appears to be capable of curing, regulating various dep- conditions like depression and Parkinson's by overriding erroneous neural Yeah, spikes. so the deep brain one is what they use for Parkinson's already. So you basically... Oh, so they do have something yeah, already for that. Yeah, this, like, they yeah. call it a brain. So the, basically, right. the main thing these guys are doing is that they're much, much smaller. Yeah. Hmm. And you can target a specific nerve fiber. So if you knew, presumably, if you knew which particular nerve was misfiring, mm-hmm. you could... Um, Hmm, interesting. Catch the misfire, clean up so the signal, these, and then retransmit these are, it. These are autonomous, or are they... Um, controlled by some central that's a very good question um i don't know that we have that much information in this article here um yeah presumably that with would a few well-placed implants of... on your spine you could flip a switch and ignore oh, this is this is one of the other things they're talking about is the uh, elective implantation of it for example for a soldier with a few well-placed implants in your spine you could flip a switch and ignore any pain reported by your limbs <laughs> Right. Allowing you to push your body <laughs> harder and idea. faster. <laughs> Allowing you to push your body harder and faster. So a bad idea, yes, but also a good idea. Well, in the, in the short term. If you wanted term, to do perhaps. it, yes. yes. For yeah. um, you can speed up or slow down your heart, turbocharge your liver, or tweak just about any other function of your body. Yeah. Yes. Hello, anybody? <laughs> High fives. <laughs> oh, you guys suck. Well, hang on. Hang on. What are we talking about here? We're talking about transhumanism is what we're talking oh, about. Oh, right, okay. And okay. nanotechnology. Not penis implants. No. What? 
I'm, I'm intrigued, though, that your mind, we do, we're talking about extremely small things <laughs> no, no, and modifying your no, body, no, and your mind went immediately Modifying the signals that go around your body. That... You could use it for that, probably, possibly, anyway. yeah. Moving so on. So you don't need... Um, yeah, anyway, so we're talking about, I'm talking about nanotech, and I'm talking about modifying your body right. with technology, mm. and this just sounds freaking awesome. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could potentially make your muscles perform better i'm just well, throwing yeah, shit out the top yeah, of my head so, so transhumanism so so are you in favor of transhumanism nathan um i think in um in a what's the word i'm looking for in a very shallow way absolutely there right. may be broader implications that i haven't considered but i'm certainly all in favor i've already got my name down on the application to get the neural implants as soon as they invent them you've got your name down for for no <laughs> oh right okay. um, I didn't know there was actually a list no there's not an actual list stuff. Craig um, that was just a metaphor right okay. what I'm saying is that if someone invents nanotechnology and neural implants I will be first in line because that just sounds fucking awesome right okay anyway that's my little bit of rant about transhumanism <sighs> and that sort of thing um all right then so the next thing um i just want to talk about a new website that um i've been helping with it's called theory storm theorystorm.com um the general idea is uh you can post a theory on the website and then anyone can post arguments for and against that theory uh and then everyone can vote the good arguments get voted up and the bad arguments get voted down. How doesn't many, seem to have very many people who have argued things on the site yet. Uh, it's in its infancy. It is only right. just started. So this is a New Zealander who's developed this, is it? There's a person I bumped into on, on Facebook right. um, and he's he's putting this together. Um, he is at least either from New Zealand or he's spent time in New Zealand. Uh, he's in a few of the New Zealand groups. So just as an example here, um, the weather can be predicted by observing moon cycles. No, it is can't. It, is it, yeah. well, you is say that a good that, argument? No, that's not a good argument. That is a refutation, which is not quite the same thing. Right. Um, so that's the argument, and there's a bit of a discussion there about what the argu- what the theory is. Sorry, that's a theory. Um, and then there's some arguments underneath it. Um, someone has argued there that this hypothesis has been tested by a couple of uh, websites there, and there's some links. Okay. And that argument has one upvote and one downvote. Right. Um, so the website says. Do you think Ken Ring has oh, signed see, into I wasn't this actually, website? I wasn't, he's actually, I wasn't started actually down voting. You mentioned his name. I wasn't oh. actually going to oh. say that. Is well, it, what did we, you expect when you talked about can how, weather? How many, how many months is it now? Is this the second or the? <laughs> can the, the weather second? be so predicted? We're not allowed to mention that. Can the weather be predicted by observing moon cycles? And you didn't expect me to mention Ken Ring. I didn't expect anyone to mention Ken Ring because it's only the second episode. We're not supposed to be talking about it. Right. So I'm going to cut all of that out and pretend That's that we never. Is it? Cheese. Ah, uh, Susan says we're cheating. Sorry, guys. Okay, so this starts next next week, next month. We're going to start again. We're going to do two months. Right. So anyway, someone and then other people have um, put in some different theories and they've been voted up and they've been voted down. But but isn't this just um, the argument from popularity? 
Um, like, I see where you're going. And can't yes. anybody who doesn't even know what they're talking about upvote an argument? Yes, Isn't absolutely. Isn't this just saying that um, if it, the more argument, more votes an argument gets, then that must be true? That is very much the case. Uh, well, it's not saying it must be true. It's saying well, that this argument is the most is the most popular yeah. argument, or this you know most people think that this is um, that this is the right argument. Um, so I mean, it's a nice idea, an interesting idea. It will be will be interesting to see how it plays out in actuality yeah um but yes hmm. interesting um, so go and have a look at it anyway everyone sign up and maybe post some new theories and see if we can get it going make it a thing uh post some links to facebook um right yeah sorry storm.com woo zealand woo zealand New Zealand. So I'm quite proud of myself. I did a couple of ASA complaints. Woohoo! There we go. Um, one of them I have heard back and it has been settled. And it was a homeopath in New Lynn. Sorry. Well, no, Susie's no. just found something in the magazine that she's reading. No! Instead sorry. of paying attention to what sorry. everyone else is talking about. Sorry. Um, so it was a homeopath in New Lynn, and they had a sign outside the shop, which I just happened to drive past, and I looked at it, and I thought, oh, that's crikey, that's a lot of claims in there. Oh, I should find it. Hang on. Give you were second. looking for a homeopath to visit, weren't you, Mason? Yeah, I was. <laughs> no, jokes. Um, give me a second. I'll see if I can find the actual complaint, because I don't actually list everything that I said. Complainant in Grange. Yes, that's me. You know that this homeopath has now got your home address. Yes, I do. And you haven't been firebombed. <clears throat> Not yet. Uh, I've got a PO box if you want to use it. Oh, there we go. That was a good idea. I didn't have anything like that. I mean, the only other option for me was to send it to work, and that seemed like a worse idea. You can send it so, to my All right, thank you. I will put it in, I'll get in touch with you next time. So that one's the acupuncturist. That one's the homeopath. Open. Unsubstantiated therapeutic claims. Yes, specifically, pictured sign advertises treatment for, and they actually use the word treatment, pain, Joints and muscles, chronic abdominal pain, headaches, something I've never heard of. Trigeminal, I'm not even going to try and say it. Susie? Trigeminal neural... Neuralgias, something? Oh, yeah, neuralgias, sorry. Yeah, right. um, whatever that is. Some something. pain stuff. Head pain or something. Um, panic disorders, anxiety and children's acts, sleep disorders. Women, menstrual and menopausal disorders, disease and depression during and after pregnancy. Polycystic ovaries. Allergies, hay fever, asthma, sinus, sinusitis, eczema, children and infants, recurrent infections, delayed milestones, attention deficit disorder, and autism. Wow. That was all on the sign. I've got a picture of the sign. I can post that up if you want to see it. Mm. Um, and I basically, uh, I talked to Mark Hanna. Uh, that's my first thing I did. Is I said, look, hey, um, here's the sign. What do you think I should do? And he gave me some very, very helpful tips. Um, and he gave me some links to some resources so I could post some uh, actual research that's been done. And he gave me the, the keyword here, the likely consumer takeout. So the likely consumer takeout of this advertisement is that the homeopathic treatments advertised are able to effectively treat the conditions listed in the advertisement. As these claims are quite strong and in some cases very specific, they should be required to provide, and this is another um, tip that he gave me, robust substantiation that homeopathy can treat, effectively treat the conditions listed. 
I talked about what homeopathy was. I just sort of described it based on Wikipedia. Um, <clears throat> and then I sort of said that the body of rigorous scientific evidence available does not support the conclusion that homeopathy is effective in the treatment of any of the above conditions. And I listed a whole bunch of links to um, some some actual research. A whole well, bunch of links. A well, link. A couple well of links. Anyway. I've um, just um, looked up trigeminal neuralgia. Yes. And it's actually quite interesting. Is it? Yes. Okay. So, talk, yep. Okay. I have a couple other things I want to talk about the response as well. But if you want well, to tell well, us I about the okay. neurology, okay. that's fine. But yeah, yeah. Well, it actually was also known as suicide disease. But apparently, it's it's um, it's to do with a trigeminal nerve, and it is characterized by intense pain in the face. Oh. So it's interesting face that a homeopath pain. would um, claim to be able to treat this thing here yeah and you know really um, not you know the the famous painting the scream yes uh, that's ah. um, and they think that's for facial pain and yeah okay and also specifically for this trigeminal neuralgia okay so there you go just a little interesting aside so there's an interesting response and so has he changed his sign she she has here we go um, the advertiser said in response to the above complaint, I have removed my signboard outside Linmore Medical Centre, the centre of the complaint. Interesting, actually, I should check that because I think she goes to a different couple of different places. So it might be I worth removed it because I'm visiting another place. <laughs> yeah. So she may actually still have the same sign at her other centres. It'd be worth complaining about those if she does. Right. Um, based on blah, 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 homeopathy is recognised as an alternative therapeutic treatment in New Zealand, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is all available on the ASA website, which we'll put a link to if you want to read the specifics. Um, she's basically trying to say that she's allowed to make factual claims of blah de blah de blah. But what she said is, um, signboard is going to be changed. Um, the appearance, the background colour and picture will remain the same. The content is now going to be homeopath, Ruby George, BHMS, which is... Uh, something homeopathic medical school, which I think is in Australia somewhere. Consulting homeopath, the holistic approach to assist your body towards mental, emotional and physical health, exclamation mark. Visit website, Facebook, phone number, email. And that's it. That's all the sign says now. Okay. Um, so that's quite dramatic and good on her for changing it. Um, yes, indeed. Um uh, she's gone to weasel words, obviously. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, assisting your body with a holistic approach. Much more preferred. But that's obviously that's better than actually making outright claims. Um, yeah. If the above content is not acceptable to you based on any other legislation that I have overlooked, please feel free to suggest an alternative. I would also like to make a note that while I fully appreciate the complainant's effort to enforce corrective measures, which I don't think is quite what I was doing, um, the complainant in case against homeopathy was based on articles from Wikipedia which has no academic value and also another article that is purely a draft that has not been published nor peer-reviewed, mm -hmm. uh, which I didn't notice that in the um, in the links that I sent. But uh, So she's complaining because you use Wikipedia as a source. Yes, well, that, that was the description of homeopathy that I, that I, that I typed out. I, put, I then put a link to Wikipedia. Right. The Wikipedia page on, on homeopathy. So the article that I used, um, and she's quite right, it is a draft. Um, did not notice that. Homeop homeopathy overview report 
prepared in October 2013 for the NHMRC Homeopathy Working Committee by Optimum, Optum, who are presumably some sort of research company or something. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, um, I mean, for a draft, it's very, very, very well done. I mean, it's certainly not something someone's thrown together. And it does link to other research as well. So anyway, yeah. that well, was good. that was my little good. success. One more homeopath sign off the streets. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, at the same, the same medical center, there was another sign right next to it for an acupuncturist, which I put in a complaint for as well. Um, but that hasn't been um, upheld. hasn't been upheld or, or settled or anything yet. Right, right. Uh, so so you shouldn't be talking I'm, about. I'm it. not allowed. So what I'm not allowed to talk. I'm not allowed to talk about that one yet. So I won't tell you anything about. Interestingly, that. there was the uh, New Zealand Skeptics AGM yesterday, and one thing that was mentioned there by Mark Hanna was that because of his volume of complaints that he's putting into the ASA, the ASA have now asked him to put together some sort of guidelines for sort of representative complaints so that when when they want to when they get some complaint about homeopathy or whatever then it falls into this sort of category and so rather than having to complain about every single mm. homeopath advertisement then that's so that's we are brilliant. having an effect that is on awesome that. so he's now a, a well an done, expert mark. expert yes. advisor yes go mark mm. yes i may well have got the little the details of that wrong but i'm sure he'll correct us if we do excellent <laughs> That's how we force emails by making deliberate mistakes. Right. <laughs> yep. So most deliberate. back to the agenda, which I think I've just closed. Well, we're down to Delia's dubious no, no, devices, no, no. aren't we? Oh, no, we missed out my what the fuck section. Oh, oh, oh we did. Well, there's sorry. nothing in there for that. Oh, sorry. Well, it's because I have it in paper form. Oh, right. Well, okay. Can I do my and, what and, the fuck? In yeah, what form? <laughs> paper what? Uncensored. Uncensored. What they're not telling you about Ebola. Oh, did you pay for this magazine? I did. Susie. I know. I'm sorry. I feel really dirty. Them. But, um, Susie, I come and talk to me after the podcast <laughs> and I will teach you how to shoplift a magazine. It's really big. Where the hell am I going to stick it? Don't answer that. <laughs> okay. And so what it says on the very front of this, um, which I did spend $9.90 on. Oh, wow. And which... Bloody new world of oh, or, or hold can't on. Anyway, you, can't you return it? I might have it to. Contains crap. Um, with all the pages removed. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you yeah, could, you could go to the office and say, "Look, I'm bringing this back because it's terrible, and here's why, and you guys shouldn't be stocking it." And actually talk to someone. You're right. I should and make do a that. complaint about okay, it. Okay, I will do that. Anyway, so they say um, the Ebola virus has now been weaponized to make it airborne and more deadly. <sighs> Um, however, there are natural therapies that help the immune system to overcome many serious viruses, and some may indeed work for Ebola. Mainstream media, and me, mainstream medicine and media are not telling you about them. They seem to want to spread panic. Is the whole thing part of the depopulation agenda? Yeah. So to bring you, <laughs> bring you Duh. up to seems um, very speed. inefficient. <laughs> yes. Um, so if as you... someone who has absolutely no connection whatsoever to the New World Order or the Illuminati, I have no comment to make on any of these claims. <laughs> I don't even know why you asked me. Wait, right. What? right. So the Ebola outbreak currently going on in West Africa is now up to three thousand over 3,600 cases, 1,800 deaths. Wow. Uh, we have cases in Guinea, Liberia, Sierra Leone, Nigeria, and now potentially in Senegal. Um, and I mean, it's kind of, it's just an amazing story. So there are now, um, there's 
uh, starting sometime this month that'll be september depending on when this comes out um the the first of the uh vaccine trials early stage vaccine trials this is just looking at safety in humans um is going on so 12 20 healthy adults in the us 60 in britain 40 in gambia and 40 in mali so they will be the first people to get sounds the very first, diverse um yes exactly <laughs> first uh ebola vaccine um and so they go on about the vaccine uh where they kind of um so uncensored go on about the vaccine and they basically say that uh it's going to be mandatory for people for, for for everybody in america and this is all going to make you blah 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 blah, blah. um and it's kind of interesting because actually that's probably not the way that it would be used um it would probably be given to healthcare workers uh, right. uh and also then whenever there was an outbreak happening it would be used sort of like a fire break right so it would be given to certain populations to help yep. it stop okay anyway so that was their first thing but then and then they've got they've got a wonderful article by our friend <gasps> the, mr levy who uh, is who? the dr levy the cardiologist who believes in high dose vitamin c oh so he right. Knows right. On about how that's thomas levy md jd is he also a lawyer or something um what else so vitamin c they also propose medical marijuana infrared therapy vitamin d sodium bicarbonate iodine never forget iodine apparently is what it says in here um so all of these okay. things are things they don't want you to know that will help um but then they also say this is well hang on, hang on hang on hang on are they saying iodine's good or iodine's bad? Because doesn't the government add iodine to salt? Oh, okay, so we should just... So shouldn't salt. that automatically uh, be well, a Well, I don't thing? think it's the government that's doing that, but... Well, the salt companies uh, then. Salt. Big salt. Don't iodine. <laughs> don't they add Small, iodine to salt oh. to stop it from caking and to make it run... I thought it was health better. benefits. Mm, this goes well, back to 1945. Well, I too, actually. Research in 45. Um... There is a conspiracy oh, around iodine. No, so itself. it's yep. just about deficiencies. Deficiencies in iodine have a great effect on the immune system, so you shouldn't be deficient. That's wow. what I'm saying. So, so they missed they missed the bus so, there because there's a huge conspiracy. Yeah. Anyway. anyway carry so, on. so one of their big um, their <sighs> big exclusive uh, interviews is with someone who's claiming that the Ebola pandemic currently happening in well, it started in Guinea. Um, it coincided with nationwide vaccine campaigns by the UN. So they are suggesting that... Are they suggesting or are they just asking questions? No. It suggests that the virulent Zaire Ebola strain was deliberately introduced to test an antidote in secret trials on unsuspecting humans. Say that again? It was they are saying that it was, there was to test... An antidote in secret trials on unsuspecting humans. So they deliberately and, gave them Ebola, yeah, because they wanted to test the yeah. vaccine, yes, or something. Ah, so it's but but the fact that it crossed into neighbouring Sierra Leone and Liberia indicates something went terribly wrong during the illegal clinical trials carried out by a major pharmaceutical company. Um, yeah. they they claim that it's seems, an act of bio warfare. Seems right. logical. Hmm. I must apologise. I was completely wrong about why they add iodine to salt. How Why good? Do they add iodine to salt? Well, you, thought it you was need a were... certain amount in yes. your body. Okay, so they add iodine to salt to to give you that much, and, and it's stored in your thyroid. In your thyroid, but interestingly, when back in the Cold War days, when there was the threat of nuclear war, and there was the 
um, thought that you could take iodine tablets that would um, oh, yes. help help um, radiation poisoning. Yes, yeah. help you with radiation poisoning because uh, then you wouldn't absorb the radioactive iodine mm. because your thyroid thyroid would already be saturated with um, normal iodine, and that would help you prevent getting radiation sickness. Okay, interesting. Mm. Mm. Anyway. <coughs> So yeah. that's what they're not telling us about Ebola. They're not telling, yeah. What? Because, uh, yeah. Anyway, you know what would be interesting if you wrote a letter to Uncensored Magazine and see whether they would publish it, <laughs> whether they would censor it. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well done. I see what you did there. Um, have anyway. you guys seen that that magazine cover? Um, the what what Altmed doesn't want you to know. Someone's mocked up a fake magazine cover. Oh really? So what Altmed doesn't want you right. to know, and as they go, shock. You know, home births more dangerous than hospital births, and this <laughs> usual sort of style of, of magazine cover, but focused right. around yeah. Sorry, anyway, do you have a dubious device? I do have a dubious device. Delilah. I have a whole web page of dubious devices. <sighs> yeah, it's yeah, called. Um, let me get up to it. It's called the Wellness Devices page. Wellnessdevices.net. Okay. Um, <laughs> and this slogan is: Once we realise that we are energy beings having a human experience. It all starts to make sense. When we realize okay. that we are energy, energy beings. beings. having a human experience. Oh, wow. Yeah, everything <laughs> suddenly makes sense. You're right. Totally. Wow. Now that you've got the meme, your, your life has changed. Sure. Um, I'm on the energy healing devices section of their page, and um, it's got a whole bunch of them. But I just thought I'd mention two. Um, this is a uh, page based out of India. Um, and um, the first one I wanted to talk to you about is the blood circulatory massager, which looks like a little thing that you put your feet on and then it shakes. Okay. Uh, and it's to 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 do stuff with your reflex points on your feet and help restore circulation of your lymph and blood. Reflex or reflexology? They just say reflex points. They probably well, mean reflexology. Yeah, probably, they they mention yeah. reflexology yeah. further down. Um, what struck me about this was the um when not to use it so uh don't use it if you're hemorrhaging don't use it if you're menstruating or pregnant uh or if you have active tb okay wow. um so or or acute poisoning or infectious diseases so i'm guessing kind of a lot of these are to do with uh blood circulation so they kind of so um they're saying don't circulate your blood although of course blood that circulation is what your blood does but anyway does it make um, it circulate faster or does it circulate in a better I way no i don't know backwards um, or something i mean that'll have no impact on tv but no. there you go uh so that was um but would you like to know how much that machine is oh i'd love to know <laughs> would you like in to new know? zealand dollars i'd in love to know <laughs> uh, at today's exchange rates with rupees it is 897 dollars oh, it's quite a nice. lot for something that vibrates your feet well, I know, but you look at the efficacy list. I mean, if it can do all that stuff. Yeah, true. It's probably worth true. it. Um, what does it do? I mean, Well, you it should... regulates the meridians, smoothens key, and blood... Key? Chi? Chi, chi, whatever. Yeah. I think we decided. Blood supplies, auction... Dispels toxic... Prolongs life. life. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Wow, Activates cell cool. and improves immunity. How can you afford not to buy that, Susie? It's true. 800 it's true. and something dollars? Yeah. Uh, so that was one of them. The other one I liked just because it made me laugh. It made me giggle. Um, the AccuPoints Healthcare Apparatus Pocket Healer. 
which so does it heal, no, does it heal pockets <laughs> because this would make me so happy um so it's a pocket-sized specific medical needless acupuncture instrument <laughs> needless. <laughs> needless. <laughs> i think they mean needleless but oh, it's that's needless hilarious one. and apparently it's green therapy with wow. rapid and obvious effectiveness <laughs> um, therapeutic and... combing device yeah pocket apparatus uh and then it, it's it's a bit weird <clears throat> about quite, quite possibly what you do well i guess you stick it in you needlessly uh. <laughs> um there's something about pressing buttons that change magnetic flows to from still magnetism into active magnetism i'm not really quite sure what that means um and then there's an accessory you can get there's always accessories you can get uh, yeah. uh which um basically so, uh, let me get this right forms a com a convex shaped magnetic field by combining high energy magnetic beam of this needless device with um the magnetic field of jade jade yes yeah, so you get a jade stone magnetic um, field of okay uh yeah and then that, combined and again, that's with a skin nourishing effect inflammation knee pain back pain shoulder pain paralysis sinusitis anyway um would you like to know wow. how much that one is you know sure. what? I'm kind of regretting <laughs> saying yes to the last one. This one is a bargain. Okay, go at on. $97. Oh, that's practically cents. nothing. Yeah. For a needless device. <laughs> I don't know how much it is for the jade. Presumably that's a bit more expensive. There you go. Accessory. There are plenty more. I'll put the website up. Go and have a go and have a giggle. Wow. Um, that's great. Oh, is that something it's about microwaves? Awards, apparently. <laughs> yeah, on uh, for a international einstein new invention technology exhibition yes. Yay. in 1997 yeah oh i've just seen the bioenergy pendant this is sounding a little bit like um helps to protect your dna from damage wow and how much that one is let's have a look oh no that one's not available the link doesn't work who oh. buys this crap jeez people presumably what now? What? So now we have Susan with a Sorry. with an article. With a news Westpac. Sorry, yeah, um, you do. Westpac, Westpac and sleep that. drops. Do we do we need to um, advertise a conflict of interest anywhere? Anyone? <laughs> Best emerging business. So Westpac Auckland Business Awards 2014 North North finalists. Um, X Best emerging business sponsored by Spark Business. Um, so. Sleep Drops International Limited is one of them. The other ones in that um, category are Dog HQ, Northern Arena, Tiger Coffee Limited, and Unleashed Software. So go all those other companies. Yeah. So these are just the finalists. Yeah. Ah. So is this something we can vote on, or doubt it? So hang on. Oh, they're is... actually they're actually in excellence and in innovation, sponsored by Massey University. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hang on. So, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? So they're going to win a business award. Well, I suppose they should win a business award if they can convince money, people to spend money on stuff that doesn't work. Yeah, well, if that was a hard job, then... Anyway, so... So, boo. Bad, bad, you guys. So I'm going to do my word of the day. Word of the day. And what is it? Everyone loves this competition. Um, it is... I gave you guys a kind of an easy one last time, so I'm going to give you this one, which is maybe a little bit more easy. trickier. A little bit trickier. 
Because that boobs or nipples. You both got it. Yeah. That was yeah. So there it is. It is nominalism. Nominalism. Well, surely it's to do with um, sort of being nominal, ab- nominal and average, and and sort of <laughs> sticking around the centre of things. And is that your nominal? answer? Nominal. Yeah, surely that's what it is. It's, so it's, Craig's going with being it's, normal. It's and... sort of advocate, advocating for nominal things and not sort of uh, not going to extremes. But isn't nominal also something to do with numbers? No, that's numinal. No, isn't nominal? So Susie. Oh, am I allowed well, to? Google anyway, that is no, no, you're not that allowed to go. My either. definition of it. Okay, and... nominalism. Um, all right. It is the so what's an ism? So you're going for normal? Well, I no. think I waffled enough that my okay, definition is vague enough that I should be able to get a point. Huh. Okay, <laughs> help me out here, nominalism. No. No no no, 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 no. He has, to, he has to answer sealed. once once you've finished. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say something to do with numbers. Something to do with numbers. It's a little bit vague, but okay. Right, come on, put us out of our misery. Nominalism. The doctrine that naming things defines reality. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, all right. So I agree. I get half a point for trying. Zero points for you and zero points for Susie and zero points for everybody else, which means I get a point. All right, GG, everyone. And Craig, do you want to... I think it's unfair. Why you can just unfair? You can just produce some really crappy, hard-to-guess word that nobody could ever guess and you automatically get a point but I don't I, that would just be mean it's not like I'm giving you <coughs> right whatever Nick, Nick, Fier- Nick, Nick Thimeron which right. well I do know that do you what is it yeah I'll tell you later <laughs> <laughs> nice anyway one. I have a quote go quote right. a quote for it is the natural tendency of the ignorant to believe what is not true. In order to overcome that tendency, it is not sufficient to exhibit the true. It is also necessary to expose and denounce the false. H. L. Mencken. Well done. Bonus points if you know what H. L. stands for. Hubert. Hubert. No. Henry. No, I don't. Henry Lewis. Henry Lewis. Mm. Henry Lewis Mencken. A big sceptic in his day. Mm. And you've been listening to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. If you'd like to send us a message, check out our Facebook page or our website, thecusp.org.nz. DJ Growthy is no longer... That's why my links aren't opening, because every time I click on it, it moves down to a new line. (laughs)